The Chicago Bulls fall short in Dallas, losing to the Mavericks 114 to 105. We did have solid games for both Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, and the defense played pretty solidly throughout most of the game. The Chicago Bulls just came up short as they couldn't withstand the last push by the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Unfortunately, Chicago Bulls play pretty solidly through three quarters of the game, keep it close throughout most of the game, but they just fall short uh, in, in, a, in a push to try to beat the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I will say this, right? Even in the loss, you could say that this Chicago Bulls defense played pretty damn good, keeping the ball out of Luka Doncic's hands for the most part, making Luka Doncic go 5 of 15 from the field just to get 18 points. But they had the role players step up. Derrick Jones Jr. with 17, Grant Williams with 25, and Tim Hardaway Jr. as well coming off that bench, uh, getting 24 points. So that that's the part that really stuck out, right? We talked about it in the uh, pre-recorded video today. They had the Bulls had a couple of different routes they could have tried to go defensively in this game. They could have tried to stop and slow down Luka Doncic, or they can focus on kind of letting Luka do his thing, but stop everything else around Luka. Seemed like the game plan was really trying to disrupt Luka, which they did pretty well through three quarters of this game. The fourth quarter, though, Luka, while didn't have a, efficient, uh, a hugely efficient fourth quarter, um, it, you know, played pretty well uh, in that game. So, listen, the Bulls, I will say this. This was another time which I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear it. The game plan for the Chicago Bulls, was pretty fair. We won two out of four quarters, winning the third quarter and the second quarter in this game. Now, the fourth quarter is where the Bulls got killed. We lost that quarter by 11 points. But otherwise, close in every other quarter of this game. The first quarter, the Bulls got outscored by three. Uh, In the second quarter, we outscored them by four. We outscored them by one in the third quarter. Then that fourth quarter came along and really blew it out the water for the Chicago Bulls. Unfortunately, just not having enough just to get it done. Rebounding battle, pretty close in in this game. Turnover battles, exact same amount of turnovers in this game as well. The Bulls killed them in points in the paint. We scored 54 points in the paint to the Dallas Mavericks, 24. But this is another game where that three-point shooting, uh, I won't say that it's necessarily the biggest reason why the Bulls lost this game, but the Bulls did take 33 three-pointers, which is right at the league average. They made 11 of them, but the Dallas Mavericks went 20 of 48 for 41% from three-point range. That really did make a big difference in this game, as well as second-chance points. The Dallas Mavericks having 24 second-chance points to the Chicago Bulls' 11 second-chance points. Those are things that killed the Bulls in this game, unfortunately. Um, Turnovers as well uh, at, at times, foul trouble, Weird calls. Um, that fourth quarter, that four four point play towards the end of the game. Um, I'll be interested to see like replays and stuff of that or what what's said because listen, Stacey King said there's a lot of contact up front, but it definitely looked like Tim Hardaway Jr. kicked out his foot to me on that one. But you know, it is what it is. I'm like I said, I'm not gonna blame it on just that one thing. The Bulls didn't really control all the controllables in this game. Um, and unfortunately, it it winds up in a loss for the team. Now, I mean, listen, we were two and three on the season. Uh, still a lot of time left to play. The Bulls are improving, especially defensively. You can definitely see this team is locked in defensively, right? So, you know, fourth quarter uh, aside of all the things, um, it was a pretty solidly played game by the Chicago Bulls. That's, that's what I'll say. Sucks that we lost. Pretty solid uh, played game, though, by the Bulls. Let's go ahead and get into the comments and see how you guys are feeling. 
Melvin says, Billy, no challenge. Donovan not challenging that four-point play against Caruso. Changed the momentum of the game. Nor did he seem to want to challenge the elbow to the head against Caruso. It's fireable. Listen, I won't say that that's fireable because, again, uh, per the replay and looking at Stacey King, they probably wouldn't have overturned it because of the contact up top. Um, so, you know, I understand that you would have liked to see um, him try to call, uh, you know, um, a challenge there. I will say this, uh, Billy Donovan managed the timeouts pretty well. Still, you know me. I'm always for firing Billy Donovan, but I also do want to acknowledge uh, when he, you know, does some things well out there. So Gianni in the building says, start uh, Carter over and Craig. Listen, I mean, especially as Javon Carter starting to find his rhythm, um, I'm, I won't be surprised if, if those requests from fans get louder and louder. Uh, the game was not lost in the four-point play. Hardy had more intensity to the whole Bulls team. Sloppy turnovers at the offensive end. Not going to Vooch when he was having a big game. Not putting, I guess you got cut off there. Not putting out. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm just playing with you. Uh, but yeah, I agree with most of what you wrote there for sure. At some point when you keep uh, getting zero points at halftime or all game, do you think it's time to stop, uh, stop starting Patrick Williams? I can't believe we secretly gave this coach an extension. Well, the Patrick, like, get, don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot's on Billy Donovan, but I can't put everything that's going wrong with with Patrick Williams on Billy Donovan. Um, is it time to stop starting him? Uh, listen, like I said, he's giving he's giving energy out there, and he's not really playing in fourth quarters. Um, but eventually, yeah, it's the wide open shots that really are pissing me off. Right? I love the aggression. I love the fact that Patrick Williams is taking shots, but the wide open shots that he's missing. He went 0-5 from three point range so far, and. I would say at least three of those three-pointers were wide open. He was already coming into this game shooting 18% from three-point range. This game is going to drop him either, even further than that. So that's definitely something you got to look at. Definitely something you got to look at. Shea in the building says, this is one of those games where if Nikola Vucevic, uh, well, if I'm Nikola Vucevic, I'm cussing everybody out because the fact that he got 20 rebounds himself shows you that nobody else was helping him. I mean, listen, here's the thing, right, with the Chicago Bulls. Um, 31, no, 43 rebounds, 20 of those coming from Nikola Vucevic. But we talked about it. Vooch came out here active. And for the most part this season, Vooch has been getting active. Um, so, you know, it is what it is uh, in that case. Unfortunately, you do need to rebound as a team. You need to execute as a team. And we just didn't do enough. Uh, BKR Sports says we just completely threw that one away at the end. This game shows we do have the ability to take it to the big teams, but we have no idea how to actually actually win in the clutch. Agreed, right? And some of that you got to point towards coaching. Some of that absolutely you got to point towards coaching and the preparation in that. And one thing that I always say with this team, you guys that have watched me for a while will know that this is something I say consistently. How does the Chicago Bulls team react once the adversity starts, right? They get away from the things that we want to see them do. Not necessarily saying that it was as egregious in this game. I don't want to overblow it or anything like that either. But we did see, like, movement without, without the ball stopped, right? Some of those things stopped. And so you got to start questioning things when you when you see that. So Cisco Rodriguez says, we just can't guard the three and no rebounds. What the fuck? We can guard the three. We saw it against, against – um, Indiana. So we have the capability to, and I will say we guarded the three pretty well throughout the first two and a half quarters of this game. Right. So it just, it just didn't come along for the Chicago bulls. And so we did give up some momentum threes for sure. Right. I want to, I want to say that some threes that definitely changed the momentum, but when you look at it, third quarter of this game, three of 11, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks went in the third quarter of this game, 
They went uh, not four for nine, which is solid. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. Quarter quarter four in this game, seven of sixteen. That's solid. No, they they shot the ball pretty solidly from three point range. There you go. Um, but let's see what else. Honestly, that the part that hurts the most is that this win from the Mavs feels like a one in a million chance fluke. Grant Williams will never shoot seven for nine from three in his career ever again. I wouldn't say never, but I mean, listen, the Bulls had a game plan that was working for a while. But the thing is, and this is the this is the part uh, always with, with Billy Donovan, I always say this, the Bulls had a game plan that was working for a minute, but when it stopped working, they stepped, they said they kept with the same game plan. You gotta have more wrinkles and be more prepared. When the Dallas, when when trying to keep Luca from going off on you was working, the Bulls were right there in that game. When it stopped working, right? And the other players really started getting uh momentum. Uh, you know, Grant Williams started getting momentum, Tim Hardaway Jr. started getting momentum. We saw Billy Donovan keep the game plan the exact same. Now, one could say, All right, well, keep it the same. You you aren't gonna bet on somebody like Grant Williams keep hitting threes. And that's fair, but I think that at that point you're seeing, hey, we're doing a pretty good job defensively um, on Luka, but everybody else is going off. We got to do something. So uh, let's see. How is it that Javon Carter was hot, but Billy Donovan elected not to go with him throughout the closing quarters of this game? That's Billy Donovan. I mean, that's bubblegum Billy there for you. I mean, that's pretty consistent with him. Pretty consistent. Let's see what we got here. If y'all expecting this team to be good or consistent, it isn't happening. Listen. Listen, listen, fam. You got to stop coming with the bull. With that hat you got on, man, you got to chill with them. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. You're always here. You're a big support. I'm just messing with you. But listen, that and but that is one of the biggest problems with this team is that we show the flashes. We'll show it for a game, for two games, for three games. Um, but it won't be consistent. It won't be consistent at all. So, you know, it is what it is. Bathor Payne says, y'all got to leave people alone. Shots just going to go down for them. Well, the thing is, so many people focus on offense, but... When Luca was off, it was mainly because P. Will guarding him. Well, P. Will and Alice Caruso both guarded Luca really well of the times they were on him. I would even say some of the times that Kobe got switched on Alice on um on uh Luca Doncic, he did pretty good. But P. Will did a pretty solid defensive game today when he was asked to guard Luca Doncic, one of the best scorers in the NBA. So listen, there's two sides of basketball. I know that I'm not excusing going uh, not hitting a, a single shot in a game where a lot of your shots were wide open, but he did some things defensively that were solid as well. And for a while there, he was one of the only other players fighting for rebounds other than Nikola Vucevic. So, um, you know, even just because he didn't have the high uh, rebound number, you got to look at some of those rebounds. He he absolutely changed and helped other players get in position to get rebounds with his play as well, too. So um, let's see what else we have. Keith don't miss says hard fought game. Not really mad about it. Uh, just got to clean uh, some things. I mean, you listen, there is things for in this loss. You can definitely take away. So uh, as far as positive. So let's, let's hope we build on that. Uh, y'all still got faith in Patrick Williams. I've been saying for the last two years, he's not the one. Well, not being the one and, and still being able to contribute are different things. So I hate that when we try to make this black or white thing, it, you know, he still can contribute. What's worse, losing after Zach's 50-piece or losing after Vooch's 2020? Listen, losing when it comes down to execution sucks either way. It really does suck either way. No, we didn't lose just like that. That's a casual thing when people want to blame a loss on one person. It wasn't just one person. P. Will wasn't guarding Grant Williams out there when he was dropping it on the head. P. Will didn't guard Tim Hardaway, but on two possessions of this game, and Tim Hardaway went the hell off on you. P. Will wasn't even in the game in the fourth. When the Bulls gave got out, no, 
just on P. Will. That's a very casual thing to say to try to blame a loss that a team had on any one person. If it came down to like a one shot and you're wide open to miss it, that's when you can blame it on one person. But this type of loss, no, I need you to actually watch the game of basketball, not the stat sheet. There was a lot of things in this game that went wrong that had nothing to do with P. Will. Not to say P. Will didn't contribute to the loss because he absolutely did. But there were more things than that that went into it than P. Will causing the Bulls to lose this game. So, sorry, I can't I can't rock with that. Blame it on one person. So, uh, but let's go ahead and move on. How's the ESPN app going off? DeMar uh, and his two-point shooting is hurting the team. We need to let him go simple. See, but the thing is, uh, both in the first half of this game, DeMar and P. Will were absolute trash. Now, DeMar came on a little bit, definitely getting to the free throw line uh, some. But, listen, we've always said this. DeMar is the is the piece with how the Bulls want to play that don't fit. That's not to say uh, DeMar can't be great. That's not to say in the right situation. That's not, you know, but the, the way that a lot of the players on this team play, Kobe, better off the ball. Zach, better off the ball. Vooch, better with the ball in his hands and being able to operate in the mid-range. You are limiting a lot of what DeMar, I mean, so what Nikola Vucevic, where he likes his shot, just by having DeMar DeRozan out there with him. You can make it work. We saw it work with Lonzo, but that was a team that got more out in transition. That's another thing. The Bulls want to play more up-tempo. Doesn't really fit DeMar DeRozan's game. He can make it work because he's that talented of a scorer, but you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Let's see what else we got. Cal Talkinson says, not as mad about this loss as others. We did stop going to Vooch when he was cooking. Same with Zach a bit. Also, we gave up so many wide-open threes. P-Will can't hit his threes this season. I hope that changed. That's one of the – the regression, right, from P-Will is a big thing with him. The regression. Um, Because – how do you be a – it was 50% in the second year, which he didn't play many games, over 40% in his third year, and you're shooting the ball 18% from three-point range. That's not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. So you got you to gotta work on something. Got to work on something. Bathroom Penny says 90% of these people takes are damn dumb. Listen, it is what it is, man. When you put up a zero burger on the stat sheet, people are going to blame it on you. That just kind of comes with it. Kind of comes with it. Uh, Billy looked scared. He was very eager to pass the ball. Like, bro, make a move. Yeah, listen, the the Patrick Williams' passive nature is absolutely something that hurts. It just does. That still doesn't mean this loss was strictly on him, but it is absolutely something that hurts. I definitely agree with this one as well, Willie. Io is playing really well in his role off the bench. He's really like, I mean, to his credit, he played 22 minutes in this game, but Io is really, he's, he's thriving in this role. He's really thriving in this role. Uh, Hayes, I love Kobe White to death, and I know that he can have good games, but I feel like in the lineup, he just doesn't mix, especially when you're going up against players who are elite point guards. Listen, you can't keep hiding players. So I get what you're saying on that, and that's that's your thing this season is to keep saying Kobe White's starting. And I'm not saying that you're necessarily not wrong. We could eventually take a look at Javon Carter. I did think that Javon Carter absolutely was going to end up taking that starting point guard position, but hey, We'll see. Once again, a point guard who played, probably he played the best out of the point guards in preseason, hasn't really held, held true in the regular season. So, Kyle Talkington says, I can't stand Grant Williams. So, he uh, hated, so I hated him beating us with the shooting. Luca really bitches to the refs all game. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the complainants to the refs, I would not be surprised if the NBA eventually does something about players continually going to refs. I'm glad that the, the ref ended up finally giving him a tech, right? Because he was bitching literally from the, from the opening play. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Javon Carter was cooking and took him out. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. 
L Sampler Pod, my brother's over there, says BD is a terrible coach. And as long as this team doesn't have a real leader, we're done. They did a good job against Luka, but that was it. Good thing Kyrie wasn't playing. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's definitely, definitely. Michael Galileo says, Bulls never follow their shots or have a guy who does. Every year, man, it's not hard. You're not winning. Uh, follow your shot. It's the fourth. Listen, but the thing is, is that the problem with that is, is that that's the thing that's happening in basketball in general right now is people aren't following their shots. The, the things that's supposed to be the basics are no longer the basics, and it sucks. It sucks. It really does suck. Shay also with this one says, uh, no disrespect to Andre Drummond, but this should have been a game where he should have gotten a whole bunch of offensive rebounds with all due respect to Dwight Powell. Well, listen, it's easy to say what somebody should have done, right? Um, but the the game just, listen, with Drummond, you're going to have those things where Drummond is always going to do three good things and one terrible thing. It's literally always going to be something. Y'all got Hayes fired up. Well, you me, I'm actually, this is actually me pretty chill. I mean, I'm just talking about the game. Ain't nothing to be fired up about. Like, the Bulls lost this game. They didn't play absolutely terrible, but the Bulls absolutely lost this game and deserve to lose this game. They didn't execute. Uh, I hate that we lost, and more to my wife's favorite team. Not you lost to the wife's favorite team. Hey, listen, she got bragging rights now on you, bruh. I feel sorry for you, man. It's going to be a long night for you. But, hey, it is what it is, man. This It sucks, bro. It, it sucks when the Bulls do some things well, really well, but just don't have enough down the stretch, right? And that, you look at the roster, you can look at a lot of things when it comes down to that. What up, Cole? Glad to thank you for the support, Cole. We appreciate you, brother. Ali Fott with the Super Chat. Thank you for supporting the channel. Says, uh, win or lose, this is the best damn place to be post-game. Thanks, Hayes. I appreciate you on that one, Ali. I'm not mad at this game, but damn, I wish we would have won. I think the effort beats the Nets Friday. Hey, listen, we'll definitely should beat the Nets Friday, and we'll get to see that new court. Uh, Gianni says, trade Kobe and Pat for an all. You Wait, wait. What makes you think that Patrick Passive P. Williams and Kobe White, who I still like Kobe White, and I like both players, can get you an all-star caliber play? This is not 2K where you can trade your bits and pieces and get gold back. That's not how this works in the real life. It, it's not how it works, bro. Not how it works. V. Enriquez says, although who blames people will watch the damn game. It's not about the offense. People actually contribute a lot out of the stat sheet. You know, I mean, listen, and I've said, always said this, always said this. Uh, most people, most basketball fans don't actually watch the, the game. They don't. They watch the stat sheet. That's something that I've learned in this. That's something that, uh, you know, it just is what it is. That's the nature of this business. There are more casuals than there are people who watch the game day in and day out. It just is. That's just, that just, it comes with the territory. Not a lot of people watch every single game. And to their credit, not a lot of people have time to watch 82 games every single year. So they go to the stat sheet and they, 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 they use that to try to inform their opinion. And sometimes it's not always, it's not all there. You're not going to be able to tell the full story of the game by just looking at the stat sheet. So it is what it is. It is what it is. It comes with the territory. That's all you can do. Um, but for those of us that watch every single game and actually break down basketball, you we know that it's not as black and white as what the stat sheet would always tell you. But the stat sheet can tell you a lot for sure as well. Uh, Black Prophet says, in uh, all the Bulls games, they've had long minutes where players are just not making shots. Now you add in bad rebounding, missing defensive assignments, and dribble penetration uh, pen penetration really hurts the Bulls. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Bulls Daily says this is literally has the stigma for decades of the Bulls. Play hard all game just to let it go in the end. I want to say for decades because, hell, we had the baby Bulls era where that was the team of we play hard and we're going to grind out these wins. We're going to get 45 wins by just experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It's being a team that just knocks you out, right? So, listen, I mean, we've had a lot of it, though. Um, but we've also had a lot of teams that just weren't competitive. Um, so I'm glad to see that this team is being more competitive in the way that they execute on defense. They just got to do it for a whole four quarters. Got to do it for a whole four quarters. Matthew says, uh, you said we get to see that new court soon. I thought it's only for turn. Yeah. In-season tournament games, we play our first one on Friday against the Nets. So our first in-season tournament game is Friday against the Nets. It's every Tuesday and Friday during November that we get the in-season tournament game. So that's when the first one will be, and that's when you'll see that first uh, game of that new red court. It'll be on Friday. People got to relax. There will be uh, these types of games. They will win some and some they will lose. I just like that it, it seems like they are trying to be better team despite some obstacles. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Taurus. Agree with you on that one. Shay says, I'm not trying to be on no Dwight type shit, man, but I appreciate you and you have definitely helped me get through a lot of stuff. Hey, we family, bro. You already know, man. You already know, Shay. I appreciate you. One of the OGs here. I can't remember which subscriber number you were, but I know it was it was early on, so I definitely appreciate you on that. Uh, Tracy Edit says, it was a painful loss. We played amazing, and with heart, you just can't win them all. In the end, we were really competitive. We just don't play at our best all four quarters, and that is something that we really have to tighten up. It's not excusable. It's not something that we can keep asking. you got to be able to dig in and play consistently for four quarters, no matter what that is. That's how you're going to get wins over some of these other teams uh, in the league. And so let's hope that we see the Bulls start doing that. Let's see. The Bulls need Dwight, someone who can penetrate the D. Yep. Loner Life says, uh, need a new coach to make our team better. Listen, I, I, I am somebody who I definitely think um, you know, somebody who can make better adjustments, maybe draw up a different offensive scheme could definitely help this team a lot. But I think ultimately when it comes down to it, this is a team that we just, we have scores. We don't have a lot of shooters. We need more shooters in my opinion. So uh, probably not coming this year, but it is what it is. The coolest JB says the game against the Nets will be a dub from your mouth to God's ears, brother. Let's hope that's the case. CJ 724 uh, says, uh, what do you think is the missing piece for the squad? Feel like we need another score? No, not score. I would say we need a shooter. Um, we need a shooter. I think we need a shooter on the squad. I think that would definitely help. Uh, Hayes, love seeing the growth. The last couple of years, a road to big 20K. By the way, if you guys aren't subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button um, as we're trying to push towards 20K. Definitely hit that subscribe button. We needed Patrick to hit at least uh, three of those threes uh, that he took in this game. Hopefully his shot will come back to what it was last season or at least 2% below. Listen, Right now, we just need Patrick Williams to be able to hit a shot, right? Like, 
like it's crazy how bad how different this three-point shooting is uh from last year to this year it's crazy no matter how how game we win how how many games we win or lose we're not winning the championship we already know the end product yeah but 29 teams in the nba aren't winning the the nba championship i hate when people use that like if it's if like if you can't win a championship you still can't progress 29 only one team can win a championship Right. So does that mean every other team in the league should just throw it away? No, you still got to build. You still need to develop. That's why you play the games. Uh, yeah. Vooch was tripping towards the end of the game. Well, we couldn't we didn't go to Vooch a lot towards the end of the game either. Uh, let's see. A.K. Shout out to the Super Chat uh, from Will. Willie Ivory says A.K. has collected some solid talent. Unfortunately, we have the wrong coach, but I love the channel, brother. Keep grinding. Hayes. I appreciate you on that one, bro. Definitely appreciate you on that one. We've made it far, man. Right, not the team, not the Bulls, but uh, the Chicago Bulls Central has made it far to think we started the channel two and a half years ago, barely even two and a half years ago, and in that time, been on NBC, consistent uh, support, uh, a contributor over on Bleacher Report, right? Um, and this channel's just grown. I, I appreciate you guys. I know I end up getting into this at some point every stream, but I just got to keep reminding you guys. I appreciate the hell out of y'all. I really do, and I thank you guys for. Um, hopefully where we continue to go this upcoming season. So uh, stay tuned in, guys. Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. Like I always say, a lot of people think they're subscribed because I post so much that I'm always in their algorithm. Go ahead and hit that. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. JK says, Hayes, what do you think this team is missing? Or is it just not clicking yet, even though the continuity there flashes, but it all goes to crap? Here's what I'll say, right? And while I'm I'm super excited about the growth of Kobe defensively and the things that he's doing, um, to me, the perfect starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls isn't a scorer. It's somebody who can guard extremely well, pass, especially in transition, and play amazing defense. Basically, a healthy Lonzo ball. But we don't have that on this team. And I think that if you're not, which if, you're, if your team only works with such a specific player, you need to differentiate some of the stuff on the team. So to me, something that will help this team drastically as far as up the up, like evolve the offense is somebody playing the three that can actually shoot threes, can dribble some, and can pass, right? Who can do more stuff off the ball. Um, I think if we had a team full of, let's just say, right, we use Vooch as an anchor. We have a point guard that can do some of the transition things, right? Uh, that can do some half-court stuff. But if you have all the other four players that have an ability to play off the ball, as well as move without the ball, and a, and a, and a more free-flow offense, that is how you, as a team that doesn't necessarily have the transcendent generational talent, that's how you start being able to take advantage of things. This team, as I've said before, they make so much more difficult on them offensively because we don't move without the ball consistently. We'll do it for a quarter. We'll do it for two quarters. But the, the moment that we absolutely need a bucket, it tends to evolve to either isolation ball, pick and roll ball, or people just getting lucky. And that's not a recipe for being able to really make it to the next level. So, we we need we need we need a little bit of that. We need a little bit of magic, and I don't know if it's coming. Um, but that's what I would kind of say that that I'm looking at and saying that we need. Let's see. Beans the comedian throwing a fit over there. Says I got a super chat to get love around. I mean, it can't hurt, bro. Plus, you're supporting the channel. But shout out to Beans the comedian. Beans ain't left a voicemail in God knows how long. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, Taliento Production says, new to the family, but I appreciate your content as I move from Chicago to the West Coast and and love the detailed breakdowns. Keep it up, C-Red. I appreciate you. 
Uh, thank you for joining the family here. And we uh, hope that you stick around and continue to, uh, to love the content, man. I'm going to keep delivering it. Like I said, the only truly daily Chicago Bulls podcast and YouTube channel. And we're going to keep killing it. That's all I can say on that one. Antoine Johnson says, um, I see our identity is defense and we definitely need a sharp shooting on this team. Yeah, I think that would really help. I really think that will help. Vinicius, 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 Vinicius. I'm murdering your name, but I love you. Uh, says, glad I found your channel. Been a Bulls fan since 06. And uh, and now I feel closer to the Bulls community. Well, I appreciate that. That's what we aim to do here. So I definitely appreciate that, bro. Hopefully you stay around, man. Tony says, what do you think is CP3 as a point guard? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on that, bro. Good on that. Unless he's coming for free. Uh, do you think we can even uh, get good value if, if we were to trade people? No. No, I'm telling you right now. No. No. We'd probably have to give up a first to trade P-Will. No. We are good enough to be a playoff team. We just need to show we can beat those teams. But some fans overlook uh, when we still play bad teams. We need to win every game and show uh, we can win versus every team. Listen, the thing that comes down to really with Bulls is execution. The, the details of this team, right? Like I said, the things with moving without the ball, moving the ball around, right? Making open shots, things like that. They miss this team. And I think it really hurts the team that we don't do those things consistently. So we got to get better in those aspects of the game for sure. Uh, Bulls for Life says, anyone who isn't effing subscribed to this man before Dwight claps it. Whoa. Whoa. The ending of that was wild. That was crazy. Crazy. That was crazy. Um, Bulls, uh, Black Prophet says, adjustments I would like to see is stop switching off Luca, mix up the defenses, send a hard double, no Dwight. <laughs> That's, is that what we're is that what we've come to? Uh force him to pick up his dribble and don't wait until he gets under the bat. Did that come from you or did that come from your dad, brother? That sounds like something your dad said to you. Not to say that it's wrong either way. It's right either way, but I just know you talk to your pops about basketball. Uh, the channel and community has the kind of development that the Bulls wish they could attain. That's crazy. And to think, right, to think, this is what I'll say with this, to think that we have grown to what we've grown to while the Bulls have, for the large part, disappointed, right? Outside of that first 35 games two seasons ago, the Bulls have largely disappointed. I, again, that's another thing that I don't miss, man. Hayes, uh, what do you think about the Bulls going after Buddy Hill from India? Matching that salary is going to be different, difficult for them. I mean, I would love him on this team, but the, the salary portion of it is what may be a little bit harder for the Bulls to match. Nobody wants P-Will. That's why he wouldn't be a good trade. That's funny. Lonzo had the team running and cooking. Everyone is just standing still since then. Love your wicked humor, Hayes. Keep on going. Hey, why my humor got to be wicked, Justin? It's decent. It's holy. I'm the most wholesome podcaster you'll find. Uh, how much better do you think we would be with a healthy Lonzo? Listen, the, the thing I always say is this, Key Isaac Epps, um, and hopefully hopefully you, you follow what I mean here. Hopefully I'm explaining it well. The Chicago Bulls, let's say Lonzo never went down with injury, but we were the number one team in the Eastern Conference. I already taught it, talked about and pointed out why the Bulls would not have stayed the number one team in the Eastern Conference. We probably would have dropped about four to four or fifth that year with the deficiencies that we had in certain areas. But the thing that always kind of makes me give the biggest what if is that let's say Lonzo didn't go down with injury. And instead of the last two off seasons where we went out and got what, well, who do we get last off season? It was Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond. Um, this off season, it was Javon Carter, Torrey Craig. Let's say that, you know, instead of trying to replace what Lonzo brought, we were more focused on filling the gaps that that team had. Right. 
And I think that's where you're looking at the team different because maybe you still get Torrey Craig this season, which still going to play a big part and role for this team. But maybe you do focus on shooters at that point, right? Rather than bringing Gorn, um, you, you focus on shooters, right? Io Sumu, his development would have been completely different. We wouldn't have had to rely on him to be the starting point guard. And maybe the flashes that we're seeing from him this season, he would have went through then coming off the bench and we would have a six-man-of-the-year type candidate at this point, right? Those type of things are things that I think about had Lonzo not run down. And I think that that's where this Bulls team would have been in a considerably different spot. Considerably different. Tracy edits in the building says, I know I'm kind of new, so I just wanted to say I'm happy I ran into this channel and you are active. I'm a huge Bulls fan. I be throwing shit around like you uh, to bro. I feel uh, you it frustrating sometimes. The Bulls are frustrating. You don't frustrate. Nobody really frustrates me in the chat. Um, but the Bulls definitely frustrate me all the time. I just try to handle it better than others. Bulls dental plan can't handle. Oh, for sure. Listen, the dental bill would go astronomically high had we had Buddy Hill on this team. You want the Bulls to have to pay Buddy Hill's dental plan? Oh, man, listen. That's a whole mid-level exception right there. A whole entire mid-level exception right there. I spent way too much time, uh, way too long away from Chicago and New England. Wicked means dope. or fr- Oh, like the Boston Wicked Cool? Okay, I got you now. Got you. Uh, I agree, but Billy is a fucking, I can't say that word on YouTube. Uh, that's crazy. Well, no, keep in mind. So don't blame Billy for Batim. And I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm all for throwing Billy Donovan under buses, but don't blame Billy for Batim. Batim is on a two-way contract. That's part of his development plan is to play in the G league. That just is, that's not even on Billy. That is a front office decision. So I'm not blaming Billy for that one. Not blaming Billy for that one at all. Tracy Edits also trips in. I'm happy seeing Io make an impact. I'm a huge fan of his. Listen, Io is thriving in that role coming off the bench. And, and it's it's it like it's undeniable. He's playing so much better and like so much more poised as well. So for sure. Tony says, next six games, we've got the Bucks, Suns, Nuggets. So that's three losses. Brooklyn, Detroit, Utah will be win. So well, the Bulls will be five and six. Listen. Every time we try to count the Bulls out, right? Like last year, what were we, two and one against the Bucks? The Suns, we don't even know if Bradley Bill or Devin Booker are going to play. And their defense is absolute. I'm too far away from the camera. The defense is absolute dog shit. And the Nuggets, listen, Nikola Vucevic always plays Jokic tough. I mean, they are the defending champions, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say that just chalk those up as losses for sure. Damn, what happened to Key Isaac Epps? Uh, says, I know you said we need shooters, and I agree. But which shooter would you like that it seems to be the most really realistic to obtain? I don't know. The season just started. I haven't even look, started looking at trade candidates, buyout candidates, or anything like that. Um, we'll, we'll, we, we may get to that if we start hearing rumblings, things like that. But right now, off the top of my head, I can't tell you, bro. I'm not even going to try to fake and put together a, a, a unrealistic deal for you. Jerome Lucas says, can we all agree that Kobe was a scam? We need to start Javon. I mean, listen, it, uh, I won't say he's a scam. Hey, you really have Billy or Eva? Just kill me. Just kill me. Call the manager. Just kill me. Just kill me. Is there a world in which Io can play some three? I just want to give him more tick. He has been playing back but three sometimes out there. Io absolutely has been getting minutes at the three some right now. What do you make of the Philly, uh, the Levine and Philly trade? Just rumors. Just rumors. Just rumors. What? Why would Vooch need to be replaced? Vooch is a top 10 center. I hate when people just say, like, it's like they they just hold on to Vooch's first year here and their critiques of him. Vooch is literally probably the most consistent bull. 
And when he's not being consistent, it's a big part, not completely, but usually it's a big part to the players just not being able to get him the goddamn ball. So you mentioned that they're playing this weekend, Windy City. No, I thought that it was this weekend, but yeah, it's not till November 10th is our first game of the Windy City Bulls. First game is November 10th. Somebody, listen, listen, Loner Life, I appreciate the comment and I wish you were right, but this is the Chicago Bulls that we're talking about. Like what you're saying here, player chemistry is terrible with a terrible coach. It's been that for freaking two and a half years. And guess what? Ain't nothing changed. This team probably ain't making no trades, brother. I get what you're saying, and I definitely get where you're coming from with it. But this team, I can't say that that's a far-gone conclusion. The same people who were done with Kobe after the clap-it-up situation in Iowa after his sophomore year are the same ones who want Patrick traded for a bag of chips. The Bulls fans are way too weird. Listen, I said that before. I always say this. Like, my first big video to blow up on this channel was when I said the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. That was the offseason after we got DeMar and Lonzo, where Bulls fans were just, oh, Kobe's the Iron Man out. You got to trade Kobe. Kobe's gone by the trade deadline. And now he's still here, starting point guard. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. Our, uh, Cornelius says, I was happy because my Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. It's time for the Bulls to do the same thing. Fire. Listen, I'm telling y'all, you guys know. And I'm, I'm may, uh, hopefully I'm setting you guys up and then it ends up being something different. But I'm telling you guys right now, Billy Donovan's new extension has not even kicked in yet. Keep in mind, keep in mind, for the coaches, when you fire them, you still have to pay them their full contract. So with Billy Donovan's con uh, new extension not kicking, not even kicking in yet, they are not firing him. It's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, there's not much to develop, but Tim was solid in Turkey. He's, there's still to develop, and here's why. Because there's adjustment to the NBA game. And while I think a lot of people are just looking at the fact that he was able to shoot there's adjustment. He has to adjust to the, to the three-point line in the NBA. He has to adjust to the added physicality in the NBA. He was a physical defender over in Europe, but the physicality and speed in the NBA is a lot different. He has to adjust a little bit to the rules, right? He has to adjust to how to create separation. It's fine being off catch and shoots, but Ernolab Bidham is somebody who also was able to create separation himself. He's not going to be able to do that right away in the NBA. So, no, there is still a lot to develop. There's still a lot to develop with him. And again, it's develop may not be the right word. Develop may be too strong of a word, but there's a lot of acclimation he has to do before he's necessarily ready. I'm not going to say that, it's, that it won't, that it will take him the full season. He may finish the season on the actual Chicago Bulls roster, but they're going to start him off on the G League. They're going to start him off on the G League. So great question here. Uh, from Mo, do you see Julian Phillips getting uh, his way into the rotation anytime soon? We draft players only for them to play in garbage time. I'm sick of it. Well, let's keep in mind. You guys know I like to be realistic. We've had four rookies since AK's taken over the team. Patrick Williams played a lot early. Marco Simonovic didn't play a lot. Io DeSumo played a lot early in his career. Dalen Terry didn't play a lot. Julian Phillips I would like to see him get him some games. I, th I think there's a reason he hasn't been assigned to the Windy City Bulls yet. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But I, I hate when people always say, like, no rookies play under Billy Donovan. He's actually played two out of the four so far. Julian Phillips, we'll see where it goes with him for that. Uh, Mavs are legit this year. Grant Williams is a big upgrade. Uh, they have a real center and lively two now. Uh, high percentage shooters surrounding Luka. And Luka is a Hall of Fame at 24. Bulls were competitive. I agree with you there. J-Law says, uh, well, do you have to pay him if the contract doesn't start? Yes. He signed the contract. The contract is, is ratified, meaning it's legal. They would still have to pay him even though the contract hasn't kicked in yet. 
That is why he's not going to be fired. So now if he steps down or willingly retires, that's different. But that's probably not going to happen. But all right, y'all, I got to get ready. Go do Locked on Bulls. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, 241 guys in the chat still currently. We started off like 315. I appreciate you guys. If you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you go and hit the subscribe button. We're on our push to 20K. A lot of times people think they're subscribed because I pop up in their algorithm and I post so much. But just go ahead and check to see if you're subscribed. Otherwise, make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And I'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.